This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Calm and by ExpressVPN. So the first five months or so of 2021 was a huge bull run for cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. If you bought Bitcoin in December, by its mid-April peak, your investment had nearly quadrupled in value. If you bought Ethereum in December, by its peak in May, it was worth almost seven times what you paid for it. And if you were real bold and bought Dogecoin in December, on May 7th, your holdings would have been 160 times what you invested. The regret is killing everyone. Now, of course, since then, yeah, the gains that these cryptocurrencies and many others have seen this year have shrunk a bit or a little bit more than a bit. But if you did, in fact, get in at the end of last year or earlier, you're still up overall, possibly by quite a lot. But if you didn't get in early and instead bought once the hype train was already in full swing, you may have lost money on the dip that the entire crypto marketplace has experienced over the last two months. And uh, that's no good for crypto. The only thing that seems to drive mass adoption for crypto is hype, the all-powerful hype. Mm -hmm. And when the hype dies down, it can take quite a while for it to come back. We already saw this happen once before back in 2017 when normies first got crypto FOMO during a bull run, right before the whole thing came crashing down and stayed relatively flat for about three years before this latest bull run. Yeah. Yeah. So the crypto community, they obviously, they don't want to wait another three years for the hype to be restored. So what better way to reinvigorate the cryptocurrency scene than a huge Bitcoin convention in beautiful Miami, Florida earlier this month, featuring speakers like Jack Dorsey, the Winklevoss twins, Ron Paul. He's and, still, he's got to be so old by now. Yeah, he was there. Ron Paul and uh, Floyd Mayweather for some reason. Floyd Bitcoin Mayweather, they call him now. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So this was a, a chance for tens of thousands of Bitcoin devotees to let the world and each other know that uh, in the words of Jordan Belfort, I'm not leaving. Now, did it work? Uh, no, it would appear not. But while it may have failed as a crypto convention, it, ha it may have, in fact, succeeded as a COVID-19 super spreader event. That's the thing that has been going on with Florida since they reopened almost a year ago, at least, where it's just like, the eh, cases are low. And it's like, well, you're a tourist destination. Everyone goes there and gets sick and then leaves and spreads it around. Yeah. Well, as long as they don't keep it here. And all the olds die off. Yeah. You need those olds. They're the year-round currency. They're the lifeblood of the Florida economy. Yeah. Now, well, uh, we'll get to the COVID angle in a minute. But first, uh, we just have to watch a few of these clips so you can get an idea of just what this event was like. This very serious convention about the very serious future of global currency. Uh-huh. Let's have a look. <laughs> So we're really excited about the progress of LDK. Everybody, we have a very urgent announcement. All right, I, I don't know what's. Yeah. I'm right. I, well. As you can see, uh, with this being a Bitcoin convention, a promotion of competing cryptocurrencies like Dogecoin did not go over well. Mm -mm. But that was just a heckler. Uh, here's featured guest Floyd Mayweather on stage at the Bitcoin conference promoting Ethereum Max. Which is not Bitcoin. No. You know, an another cryptocurrency that's going to be just as large as Bitcoin someday. There's, there's... Oh. 
It's okay. That's that's. They should have. It should have been Floyd Monero. Yeah. Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Because he used to be. You don't hear it as much anymore. But at his peak, it was Floyd Money Mayweather. I think he's still called that. He's the. It's the Money Team. TMT. Yeah. Okay. It could have been the Monero Team. Yeah. That would have been a better endorsement, but I guess Monero not interested. No. Ethereum Max, whatever the fuck that is, they got Floyd number first. It's the premium subscription service of Ethereum. Mm-hmm. It has all the latest episodes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there was also a surprise appearance by classic Internet Today character Laura Loomer, who crashed Jack Dorsey's seminar to let him know that she is still very mad about being banned from Twitter, and also, I, I would assume, very mad that no one gave a shit when she handcuffed herself to the building's headquarters. I admire her... Uh... Resilience. I'm gonna teach you to care. Here she is. Censorship is a human rights violation. You are censoring people. You are interfering in elections. I was surprised to hear from her. Haven't heard from her since she lost that election in Florida. Um, and obviously, you don't hear for, from her on Twitter because she she don't got one. So yeah, there's a, that was a little look at just you know the comings and goings of this convention. Uh, but yeah, none of these none of these examples are really as bad as uh, the BitConnect conference from 2017, Bitcoin, <laughs> which, which ended up serving as a very very bad omen for the entire cryptocurrency business. Uh, but I mean that first clip of the guy shouting "fuck Elon." That does come pretty close. Yeah, it was right there. It was right there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Are we cringe? But uh, also, just in case you somehow don't remember BitConnect, we're not going to pass up an opportunity to play that clip. Here you go. Let's all relive it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, 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 BitConnect! The world is not anymore the way it used to be. Mm-mm, no, no, no. Be connect. Wow. Be connect. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's up? Anyways, the whole event drew some comparisons to Firefest, though that's a bit unfair, I think. The biggest issue seemed to have been uh, massive hours-long lines to get in and also not enough seating in the actual halls to accommodate everyone, which if you're paying hundreds of dollars plus airfare, that would be pretty damn annoying. So I get it. But it's a drop in the bucket if you're a Bitcoin millionaire, so I don't get what the problem is. Obviously, you flew private. Yeah. Yeah. Or or you took your yacht. Yeah. And you pay people to wait in line for you. Yeah. Like a normal millionaire. Yeah. Come on. Uh, speaking of annoying, though, uh, the, the Miami New Times published a very funny interview with a local Uber driver about his experience driving Bitcoin bros around the whole weekend. Uh, let's read. How many people did you take to the Bitcoin conference on Friday, and how did you know what they were there for? I picked up about six or seven big groups, so around 30 people that were from all over, New York, Pittsburgh, South Africa. They did not stop talking about crypto. At one point, I thought I'd kill the next person to say the word crypto. Is it normal for people to talk to you? Since I've worked in Miami, no one wants to talk to the Uber driver. Everyone minds their own business, except these people. Crypto guys want you into crypto. They'd say, do you have any crypto? Are you into crypto? Do you understand it? They tried to sell me on whatever currency was their preference. 
I would just blow them off and say, I don't have that kind of disposable income or time to research. Then they'd tell me, you should save up because you can make $1 million off $1,000. You should save and invest. They were really persistent. I felt like they thought they were educating me, but they were just saying how great it is. <laughs> to this day, I don't fully understand what it is. And I, we need to stop right here and say, once again, all of the people that constantly argue in our comment section and on Twitter and everywhere about the fundamentals of whatever they're investing in when it comes to cryptocurrency, they don't care. Even the ones that say that they care, they don't care. Yeah, they're looking they just... to flip a cryptocurrency for a profit. That is yeah. all anyone's doing with it's, it. It's not entirely a pyramid scheme, but there's certainly a large element of it that kind of is a pyramid scheme. Yeah. It's... it. it look, Everyone just wants to make money off of it. Yeah. No one cares about the fundamentals. If it's a shit coin that you can turn $100 into $10,000 into, no one is ever going to read the white paper on that. Yeah. Everyone's got their own little pump and dump schemes going constantly. Yeah. And sometimes they align with each other enough that you get an actual pump and dump. But yeah. The, 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 like, the premonition 20 years ago was that uh, you, we were dangerously moving quickly towards a one world currency. <laughs> and instead we have 10 million. Yeah. And they're all kind of inefficient and uh, really, like, still not really all that useful in the real world. Or, again, money. great for the environment. But yeah. look, <laughs> stop. Tell us to shut up. We don't want to hear about the environment anymore. Read this fucking 80-page white paper, you fucking scrubs. Yeah. No, I, th I don't think I will. The, anyway. You say the ocean's rising like I give a shit, to quote Bo Burnham. <laughs> Back to that interview. Was there a specific type of person going to the conference in your car? Weirdly buff dudes in tank tops. They were all jacked, every single one of them. <laughs> I wondered what crypto is doing to them. They were also young and incredibly white, with incredibly white names. The first guy was on the phone saying, oh, is Tanner there? Because Chaz is coming. <laughs> they were all nice, just weird and obnoxious sounding. <laughs> I mean, hey, look. They got their swole on. They're in good yeah. shape. Because that's the thing. It's it is like, white boy summer. I mean, it's white boy summer. Miami, probably the capital of white boy. And summer. what a waste of time would be being rich and fat. Yeah, you can't. You, how are you going to flex? Your Especially mind? in Miami. Come yeah, on. exactly. Too hot. If you're fat, don't even bother showing up. It's so hot. You're gonna. You're you. you soon, as soon as you put a shirt on, it's soaked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you drive anyone famous? One group told me that I had some of the biggest crypto influencers in the world in my car, and I just had to cringe. From what they told me, one guy in the back was a big crypto influencer on TikTok. I have no idea who he was, but the rest of the group treated him like he was a big deal. He was giving a speech about how old guys read company stocks and statistics sheets, but he just goes on TikTok and sees what people are buying on TikTok, and that's how he made his money. The rest of the group was listening intently and feeding into his bullshit. That man, Dave Portnoy. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm joking. It probably wasn't, but it could have been. Is Dave Portnoy into the cryptos now? Because he was uh, into he's, stocks real big for a while there and losing lots of money. Uh, I think he's, he must be doing the same here because uh, he bought into SafeMoon like on its oh. way down. Um, yeah. Not even he can save it. Yeah. Yeah. Did they tip well since this guy apparently makes TikTok money? That group did, but the other ones didn't. Have you ever owned any cryptocurrencies and did driving conference attendees around change your opinion of them? I had Dogecoin for like a day. I think I lost six cents. Driving people on Friday definitely didn't make me want any. All right. So yeah. uh, this is, you know, very anecdotal. But, uh, yeah, the whole point of this conference is to, like, get people excited about crypto. That's, and, uh, again. It doesn't sound like their interpersonal interactions with strangers really. The fundamentals don't matter. matter. It's hype. It's yeah. all, like, how many people can you convince that this is a good investment? When you should be investing in Roblox. Yeah. 
Guys, that is not financial advice. This is not financial advice. Don't no. listen to anything we ever say. Mm-mm. Put your money into a very safe, uh, you know, find yourself a savings account with a half a percentage uh, APR. Baby, you're going to the International Space Station. Uh-huh. You're going to the clouds. If you live to be a thousand, you'll be living easy. Yeah. Anyway, as we said earlier, yeah, the Miami Bitcoin conference, it didn't have much of an effect on the price of Bitcoin. The graph, the line did not really go up. Graph. Didn't really go down. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of just treading water. And yeah, nor did the announcement uh, that from El Salvador's president that the country will be accepting Bitcoin as legal tender. Neither did that uh, really affect the price of Bitcoin or any other major cryptocurrency. It's uh, the hype is deflated. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, it may have officially died down for a while, though. There's no reason we shouldn't expect another crypto bull run in the future. (laughs) You better buy now. Seems (laughs) to come in cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, similarly, just because COVID-19's bull run through uh, all of 2020 has been over for a while, that doesn't mean that COVID is down for the count. And you can partially thank Miami Bitcoin 2021 conference for that. Yeah. This was one of the biggest in-person events held in this country since the start of the pandemic and featured no mask mandate or proof of vaccination to attend because it's Florida. So in a lot of ways, it was kind of a test. Let's read from Vice. The lavish event was the first major in-person conference in the U.S. since the start of the pandemic. It was a signal that Bitcoin hasn't gone away. The good life in America hasn't gone away. And as numerous attendees may have discovered, (laughs) COVID-19 hasn't gone away either. On Thursday, Twitter was flooded with tweets from people saying they contracted COVID-19 while attending the conference in Miami or know people who did or wishing the sick to get well soon. Others advise that any attendees get tested. Uh, In short, people are freaking out. Quote, looks like I'm joining the BTC Miami COVID list, tweeted Luke Barton, host of the Profit Maximalist podcast. It turns out that attending packed events to discuss number go up technology (laughs) does increase the chance of getting sick. Uh, Martin blocked a motherboard reporter who requested comment via Twitter DM and deleted his initial tweets about contracting COVID-19 at the conference. Here's some more. Eric Wall, the CIO of Sweden-based Arcane Assets, said in a tweet that he tested positive for COVID-19 after attending the conference. Quote, I was not vaccinated, he tweeted, before taking his account private. Wall did not respond to a request for comments sent via Twitter DM. Although a decent chunk of Americans are fully vaccinated, some are not and do not plan to be. And as the Block director of research, Larry Cermak, who tweeted that he was in attendance and got a COVID test, pointed out, some attendees were from Europe where vaccines are less accessible at the moment. Quote, I think all of us went there knowing the risks and just didn't want to miss it, he tweeted. We got five tests so far and all negative and quarantined at home just in case. Cermak didn't respond to a request for comment. The freakout over a possible COVID-19 cluster in Miami quickly went viral. Quote, LMAO, good job, guys. Why am I not surprised? Said one trader on Twitter, while lawyer Zoe Dolan tweeted, heartbroken to be seeing that the real winner of Bitcoin Miami was COVID. Please get your vaccine, fam. Meanwhile, Cornell professor and cryptocurrency founder Eamon Gunn-Syrer chimed in. I'll be shocked if BTC Miami does not lead to a special new super violent variant of COVID. The Bitcoin variant. And yeah, a lot of these tweets is people just like, yeah, whatever. It's, it, you know, I feel like I have the flu, whatever. It's like, yeah, that's great. You're young. You're, I, we shouldn't have to explain this to you yeah. again after so much time. It doesn't, also, it doesn't like, matter if you're at risk of dying. It's the yeah. fact that you're carrying the virus. Yeah. And there's uh, people, old people, immunocompromised people who literally can't get vaccinated who you're putting at risk. God damn it. I thought we were past this. Yeah. So uh, was this a super spreader event? Maybe. 
Probably not. In any case, Florida has made it very difficult to track this kind of thing. And most of these people were only in town for the event. But it does show that COVID is definitely still on the loose and seeking out unvaccinated bodies to infect. It's coming for you. Any effect it has in this country is uh, naturally going to be muted compared to last year, thanks to more than half the adult population being vaccinated. But it, it is still around. And uh, the COVID-19 floating around now is a different beast than the one at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, we've talked about this, but the more we allow the virus to spread and mutate, the more transmissible and deadly it gets. Currently, the alpha variant is the most common variant, and that's 50% more transmissible than the original virus. And now epidemiologists are concerned about the rise of the delta variant, which is 50 to 60% more contagious than the alpha variant. Uh, I don't know the math, but... It's a lot more contagious than the original one. Yeah. On top of that, over in India, where the Delta variant originates, a lot of people are getting infected with the Delta variant, and they're also getting infected with a flesh-eating black fungus called mucormycosis that attacks a person's sinuses, lungs, and brain and is fatal if not treated. Jesus. Uh, this healthy young man right here apparently had to have his eyeball, maxillary sinus, and roof of his mouth removed to save his life. From the fungal infection. Jesus Christ. So, uh, fuck that. Yeah. I don't want that. No. Uh, similarly, down in Brazil, they're experiencing their own COVID-related fungus problem. The fungus C. aurus, which is very drug-resistant, isn't inherently all that dangerous. But for people already suffering the effects of COVID, it can lead to organ damage, sepsis, and death. And it's apparently been thriving in the COVID wings of some Brazilian hospitals. Because of how hardy the fungus is, uh, it's damn near impossible to decontaminate the environments it's found in. So, this is just... Yet another horrible potential side effect of COVID that doctors need to look out for. I mean, this is all pretty horrifying stuff. But on the bright side, folks, uh, so far, all the vaccines seem to work pretty well against the variant. Yeah, so it's not 100%. It's like 80%, which but, is good. And yes. if you, even if you do get it, like the effects are... You, a lot of people who are testing positive, they're not feeling any symptoms. Uh, Chris Paul just tested positive. Yes. Uh, yeah, can't get <laughs> Great timing, buddy. Yeah, he's really hoping that the Clippers and Utah series goes the full seven games. So yeah. he has time to come Oof. back and uh, help sucks. his team out. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, Bill Maher uh, tested positive with yeah. no uh, effects. So, like, yeah, at this point, if you get it, you might not even notice it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you are vaxxed, there's uh, potentially, hopefully, no real reason to worry just yet. But these so-called variants uh, of concern definitely are a bit concerning because they could eventually mutate into something that the vaccines don't work on. Um, suffice that to say, uh, there was a report out recently where they spoke with uh, local hospitals. And they, they, like the headline is, uh, all currently hospitalized COVID patients all have, of them. have yeah. one thing in common. Yeah. They are unvaccinated. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's, it's hard to really feel bad. But I, I know there's definitely... There's reasons why there's, you... Yeah, there's but, people out there who have legitimate reasons yeah. for not getting vaccinated that have to do with their body's health and whatnot. Yes. And they're the people who are most at risk for actual COVID. Yeah. So it sucks for them. But yeah, I mean, everyone else, it's just got to be fucking embarrassing if you have no real reason not to get vaccinated and you're getting COVID there's, and there is, hospital. I mean, there's no shortage of uh, AMAs on Reddit from uh, uh, people in the uh, health yeah. profession that you can go back and read. But a lot of recent ones uh, being that the... Uh, uh, COVID denial in hospitals currently from unvaccinated people is at a very high percentage. Yeah. Like people refuse to believe that they no, actually they're denying it. they have COVID yeah. like up to the moment they fucking die. Yes, it's, it's wild. Yeah. So, so there um, you go. Yeah, I don't know. If you're vaxxed, good job. Yeah, you, you, you did it. You've done you did your part. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a little not, sticker. If you're not vaxxed, 
I mean, whatever. If you were going to do it by now, you would have. So, fuck you. That's all I can say. And it, look, it sucks, but it also depends on your safety depends on where you live as well. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of places in the country with a very high vaccination rate. I think Vermont has one of the highest uh, vaccination rates. Good. So, uh, yeah, you're at a, obviously a lot uh, lower of a risk when your community is covered yeah. than in probably Alabama or yeah. Mississippi or I don't know how Florida is doing. Eh. Personal experience. Florida, yeah. Uh, not a lot of people vaxxed. I mean, Florida Florida's really, like, only a slightly bizarro version of California in terms of, like, ideological demographics. Like, yeah. you know, there's there's Florida man, but, like, your average Florida person is a normal, sensible person in general. Uh, I've lived in both for almost equal amounts of time now. You've lived in L.A. You go down to Orange County yeah, where I grew yeah, up. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like people, well, Huntington Beach has a protest every week. Yeah, like I growing up in Orange County, like anytime someone tries to paint California with just like one big brush, I'm like, you're fucking insane. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, like, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I grew up in like just the most extreme, like hardcore Republican uh, place yeah. in Southern California. It would be like if if someone grew up in like West Palm Beach or like the finer parts of Miami and was like. I don't know what you're talking about. Florida, like, it, yeah. it, it's this way. It's some it's cosmopolitan. Like, literally, if you go north at all yeah. or inland at all, it's a completely different world. Yeah. So, but, yeah, in general, there are some states that are uh, in the south. The ones, it's always the ones you expect the most, that their vaccination rates are just abysmal. Abysmal. Yeah. yeah and uh, sucks to be them, I guess. Anyway, we got more Don't news. come here, though. <laughs> Don't come here. Stay the hell out. We're full. <laughs> Don't move to Texas. I hear Texas is the hot new thing. Te- everybody loves Texas and Nashville. Texas and Nashville. Go yeah, over there. Go, 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 go. Yeah. But yeah, we got more news to get to, but uh, time for a word now from this week's sponsors. You're going to need it. Starting with Calm. Here's the bad news. The world is full of uncertainty, and that might leave you feeling stressed or anxious. You want the good news? You can navigate change, feel more relaxed, and quiet your mind with Calm. Calm, the number one mental wellness app, will give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations. Improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks. And drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com, that is C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash tech, you'll get a limited time offer for 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For viewers of our show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tech. Go to calm.com slash tech for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That is calm.com slash tech. If you're confused, there's a link in the description. Yeah, yeah it's on screen. Uh, <laughs> and this episode is also sponsored by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without a VPN is like taking a phone call on speakerphone in the middle of a crowded bus for everyone to hear and you you shouldn't be surprised that actually happens yeah uh, don't be that person no. ever so look everybody needs a vpn isps like comcast and verizon they know every single website you visit and they can sell that information to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you a vpn puts a stop to all that by anonymizing your traffic but we use expressvpn specifically because it's fast trustworthy and easy to use expressvpn creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so people can't peep on your online activity. Fire up the app and click one button and that's it. 
It works on phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET, Wired, and The Verge, and that's for a great reason. Uh, it's so fast and reliable that you won't even notice that it's turned on. We've said it before, we've forgotten that it's on, oh, and yeah. nothing changes. I only notice when I go to, like, Twitter or something, and it's like, here's news for your local area. I'm like, I don't live Ooh, there. Memphis? <laughs> <laughs> local singles in Memphis? Yeah. Uh, and the whole time, it's uh, protecting your data from tech industry vampires who want to harvest it. It's also great for watching content that might not be available where you live. Just change your ExpressVPN location, and suddenly, that's no longer a problem. <laughs> a thing of the past. Secure your online activity today by visiting expressvpn.com slash newsday. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash newsday, and you'll get an extra three months for free. Expressvpn.com slash newsday. All right, back to the news now, and here's a very fake-sounding name that we haven't heard in a long while. Reality winner. They, they won the Bachelorette, right? That no, or, no. The bachelor. No, this is a... Survivor. This is a real woman mm -hmm. whose real name is Reality Winner. Mm -hmm. And she was born before the boom of reality TV, which makes it even stranger. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she's famous because she's been in prison for the last four years for leaking classified NSA documents to the press. Yeah. Or at least she was in prison because she's now been released from prison into supervised custody about five months before her sentence was officially supposed to end. And uh, if you need a recap on exactly what Reality Winner did to receive the harshest sentence ever imposed for leaking sensitive government information to the media, uh, here's Gizmodo. A U.S. Air Force veteran and former NSA contractor, Winner was arrested in 2017 for sharing classified information about Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Winner mailed a classified report to The Intercept that appeared to show Russian attempts to hack dozens of local election offices throughout the country. The outlet subsequently published the material. At the time, the integrity of the 2016 election was a highly politicized issue, with ongoing sparring between President Trump and the U.S. intelligence community over the severity of Russian interference efforts. In 2018, Winner pleaded guilty to one felony count of unauthorized transmission of national defense information and was sentenced to 63 months in federal prison, a record sentence for that type of crime. She served her time at a federal prison in Fort Worth, Texas, right next to Joe Exotic. <laughs> I mean, she was What the hell is she doing getting out? She's in the ladies' prison. I, I was on a reality show, too. <laughs> it was about my life. I didn't know it was going to be a reality show, but I'm on it. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was four years ago, and it honestly, it feels a lot longer. Everything feels. She did you, skip the entire Trump administration with this one simple trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked um, out. But uh, yeah, try and remember like just how contentious that whole issue of Russian election interference was in the early days of the Trump administration. You had all these law enforcement and intelligence agencies saying, but like very cagely saying that there was a lot of evidence that the Russian government had tried to manipulate the 2016 election. And then you had the president, Donald Trump, saying, nuh-uh. It's probably just some 400-pound loser in his parents' basement. Yeah, and uh, I mean... Without even acknowledging that, like, even if that were true, the integrity of the election was at stake. Yeah, so yeah, when 25-year-old NSA contractor reality winner saw some files, which detailed the methods and targets of Russian interference in the 2016 election, she decided that this information was in the public interest, and she sent it to The Intercept. Mm -hmm. And uh, the interview with the FBI agents that... You know, when they first uh, served her with a warrant, she's just like, look, I'm at my job every day. And you hear on the news, like people arguing about whether this thing happened. I'm, sitting, happened. I'm sitting here looking at this document that says it definitely happened. And here's exactly how it happened. It's driving me insane. So, yeah. Did she let's put this to, to rest. Uh, Klippenstein? Uh, no, I don't think he was at the intercept oh. with them. 
at that time. All right. Well, The Intercept decided to publish photocopies of the specific documents instead of simply describing their contents, which made it very easy for the NSA to figure out the identity of the leaker. Yeah, they and fucked like, up real bad. This, can't, this name can't be real. <laughs> We've got the wrong person. A reality winner also made the mistake of emailing The Intercept from her work computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, she definitely broke the law, whether you think she was right or not. But a lot of t- uh, people took issue with the severity of her sentencing, and there's been a grassroots effort for uh, her to be released this whole time. She wasn't even granted a commutation to home confinement last year when she requested it due to COVID. And sure enough, a few months later, she got COVID. Uh, Anyways, she's out now and in the process of officially re-entering society. And her legal team is now in the process of seeking a formal pardon from Joe Biden. I don't think so, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) What? (sighs) Could you imagine a country? Could you imagine a country that meddles in other countries' elections and governments? I can't believe he said that. that. Yeah, that was the wildest shit, especially because, like, dude, you've been in, like, federal politics for, like, 50 years. Your entire years. life. You've been on, like, committees in Congress where you get sensified, sen- <laughs> sensitive, sensitive, yeah. sensitive, classified information about these things that happen, about U.S. interference. Could in you countries. imagine if, if a country were to do this? Yeah. <laughs> the very idea of it. Just like, dude. We have a like, very just play the fucking Animaniacs theme song listing all the countries that the United <laughs> States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I mean, or just pull up a map of every single country in Central and South America. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, dude, you know what you, you know, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, this is why I'm glad I'm not on Twitter because I I did see the clip and I was just like, was, re- like just what the just fuck? steam coming out of my ears. I was just like, what? Ooh. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And I mean, your average American. Just like, yeah, that sounds about right. We well, would never do something like that. We would never do that. Nope. Stars and stripes forever, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on now to some uh, robot news. <laughs> robot news. Do the robot. Uh, Boston Dynamics, they always get the attention. But they aren't the only ones in the robot game. And over in China, they've got some pretty competitive robot development going on as well. We you put a gun on it. We don't care. Yeah. Uh, Tencent Robotics. Yes, that Tencent. Okay. Uh, they recently showed off Ollie. An impressively nimble little guy that's, uh, he's kind of hard to describe. He's got two legs, legs with <laughs> a motorized wheel at the end of each of them. It can roll around or stand in place or even jump without losing its balance. It's also got a third leg. A dick. <laughs> yeah, so it's got a third leg with a smaller wheel on it that can allow it to move around as a tricycle if need be or like some support. It also acts as kind of like a tail, like the way animals use a tail for balance. Uh-huh. It's very cool. But yeah, this tail, which Gizmodo and a lot of others have pointed out, looks like more of just a swinging dick. It allows Ollie to do some pretty impressive, like, acrobatic stuff, like jump and do a a front flip. It's really cool, like, because this is a a big problem with Spot, is if Spot Spot can't really jump. Spot finds a gap, he's going to have to find a new way around. This guy can fucking jump and do a front flip across the gap. But the second Ollie sees a hot centerfold, fucking, (laughs) it tips him over. Yeah. (laughs) Why did we have to make the robot horny? What was the point of this? <laughs> Just to see if we could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in other Chinese robotics news, though, a lone Chinese engineer recently revealed a little project that he's been working on for a while, a self-balancing, self-driving bicycle. It almost hurts your brain seeing a normal two-wheeled bike with just a few small mechanical attachments just riding around on its own like it's possessed by the devil. Uh, the more practical use of this would be allowing anyone uh, to ride a bike, regardless of skill. Although you should still learn how to. Yeah, it's because a lot what happens harder. when the, the the technology fails. Yeah, it's hard to learn if you if your parents 
I, I know a few people whose parents didn't teach them how to ride a bike as a kid, and it's way harder to learn as an adult because you weigh more. It's it's harder to keep balance. Uh, if anyone listens yeah. to the Bill Burr podcast, there's a months-long saga of him trying to teach his uh, daughter how to ride a bike, <laughs> and he was initially extremely pissed off because, uh, you know, you, you learned with training wheels. Yeah. Now they don't do that. They do the balance bikes, yeah. and they, they made it so you can't add training wheels to it because they're like, no, you can't. Don't, this is the proper way to do it. He was fucking livid for like two, three episodes. And he's like, all right, I'm a piece of shit. This actually works. She's learning way faster. It's great. Yeah. Like it's it, this, they, things are different now. But uh, yes, you still should learn how to ride a bike and don't rely on technology. Yeah. Uh, they, look, either way, this is going to help you ensure that you never lose your balance. You can while ride riding. a bike while drunk now. Congratulations. Yeah. There was, wasn't it recently that we were talking about uh, summoning bicycles uh, automatically? Yeah, that was a while ago. And it's like, yeah, this kind of technology would be cool for that. I mean, you still run into a pretty big problem if it actually does get knocked over. Like, yeah. how are you getting back up? Uh, well, that's up to the bike. I don't own the bike. I just called it on the app. Said Ollie comes over and pulls his dick out and yeah. just knocks, <laughs> knocks the bike You got to show up. Ollie your tits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, baby? Mm. <laughs> now where are you going? Come back. <laughs> He's following me home. It's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this bike, is, it's also equipped with a lot of the same sensors that you find on self-driving cars, which allow it to automatically avoid obstacles and navigate traffic. Uh, you could presumably just punch in a destination, start pedaling or not, and let the bike do the rest. <laughs> just fall asleep on a bike. Yeah, but like that's the thing is even with the self-driving cars with the bike, it's like, especially in America, they're going to be like, you have to make sure that you're gripping the grips and that the, the bike will know if you're not looking straight ahead. So it's yeah. like, okay, what's the point? I can just ride it myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the problem we always talk about with the self-driving stuff. Like until it's foolproof 100%. What's it's the kind point? of the same thing. Anyway, speaking of inventions, uh, one bit of news out of this year's E3 that we didn't cover this week is that Razer has finally announced when their Project Hazel smart face mask will go on sale. Yeah. Now, as you recall, the very high-tech and stylish mask was first shown off back in January as a concept, but enough people were excited about it that Razer went ahead and started actually developing as product. Now, the timing, already just from the jump, not great. Mm -hmm. But if they really got to work, they might be able to get this thing out while there was still demand for masks. Yeah, but of course, that window has definitely passed at this point. <laughs> yeah. uh, even here in California, mandatory mask wearing is on its way out. Now, there's still some situations where some of us will probably keep masking for the foreseeable future on an airplane. Yes. On public transportation yes. and in the bathroom. Public bathroom. Yeah. Not my own bathroom. I like the way I smell. Uh, but in, in general, hardly anyone is going to want to drop presumably at least $100 on a mask. So, but look, wh when is the Project Hazel thing dropping? Well, its first drop, because they are coming in segments, uh, is happening in Q4 2021. Oh, good. So around the same time you buy Halo. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, we might be dealing with a whole new virus by then, so maybe we'll need this. And if not, there's always the next virus. Yeah. But the, the, the real key here for Razer uh, is from now on, masks are probably going to be around whether you like it or not. Uh, for I'm going to wear it to Comic-Con just to mask the smell of farts. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but the like, flu season, I feel like people are going to put masks back on. Yeah. Stuff like that. The thing is here, though, the Razer, they use uh, interchangeable uh, N95, like, yeah. tablets yeah. that go into the side. And they're only good for three uses, which means, like, three trips with the mask on. What? Yeah. That's what I said in, oh. in the conference. Uh, so, yeah, while your thing's doing its fucking crazy RGB light show, uh, you're, you're running low. They should have a little meter that's like, yeah. oh, it's going bad. So, like, my question is, if you can only wear it three times, 
what is the length of each time? Because if you're on an international flight that's 10 or 11 hours, is it going to last 10 or 11 hours of constant breathing? I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, obviously. Obviously, it would still offer sec- some protection. The second but you put on it, yeah, it doesn't, like, suddenly stop working. The second you put on an N95 mask, it's... Degradation. Yeah, it degrades. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, don't, I, w- I mean, I would presume, like, 24 hours for each one. Yeah, but that's, especially, that's especially how they're if you're gonna, keeping it on and not, like, taking it off. That's them. how they're going to get you, though, is they're going to be like, uh, welcome to the Razor uh, yeah. uh, filter subscription service. Masks as a service. Yes, the Razor Plus. Yeah. Uh, they also debuted a unbelievable laptop. Yeah. Under how 2000- many screens? As many as you want. Yeah, it'll fucking you can plug in. Oh, the sky's the limit. They're not built in. It doesn't open. It's up, under like... two thousand dollars, and it has a fucking RTX thirty seventy in it. What is this thing as thick as a goddamn no, book? No, it's it, less than an inch. How'd they do that? I don't know. Magic. Wow. Yeah, it's a. It's actually pretty crazy. Getting your hands on one probably not. It's probably going to be kind of hard, but like, it was actually pretty impressive. They also have a really good, like, they came up with this, like, triple monitor setup that looks really nice, very clean, very expensive. Yeah. The the laptop was the big thing, though, because it's like, this thing's insane. It's yeah, super crazy. powerful. And uh, they invented new fan blades in order to, like, save room and keep it cool. Uh, yeah, and under $2,000, if I remember correctly. I think it was, like, $1,799 or That's something. That's fucking wild. So, inflation be damned. Razor's yeah. uh, throwing the gauntlet. Hmm. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this week's Nobody Tech uses Tuesday. laptops anymore, so who cares? Yeah. 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 Uh, if you haven't watched our previous episode about, uh, what was uh, it about? Jeff Bezos eating oh, the Mona yeah. Lisa. Yeah, that was dumb. Uh, the Tokyo Olympics giving out 150,000 condoms, but you can't use them. Yeah. Uh, that's right here, and then the most recent episode of Weekly Weird News. Yep. See you soon. Bye.